0: Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, number 71, Productive Negative Emotions. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Snowy Maine and... Um... Welcome to the podcast. My kids are heading outside to... Uh, shovel snow thank heavens <laughs> and we're, we are all figuring it out this morning and I want to welcome you to the podcast I want to welcome you to the proving box uh, my cat looks like she's about to come over here and help me record the podcast because cats are amazing at life coaching and food safety I have to tell you so we are uh, getting through the snow here and <laughs> we're at that point in winter where we're like it's it's never going to end. Uh, so, anyway, so welcome. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today on the podcast. And of course, there are always a couple of announcements at the top of the podcast. I am going to be having some interviews, I'm super excited. I've started these interviews, next week we're going to have somebody on uh, who is going to be talking about marketing and branding, so that's also going to be podcast uh, live, so that's going to be super useful, and I'm also recording interviews with some of my fellow coaches because these are people whose target market is actually the same target market as (laughs) y'all's. These are generally people who are super interested in local food and sustainable agriculture from the perspective of a consumer, like you make the food they want to buy. So I am bringing them on the podcast because I think it's super valuable to listen to what they have to say. I did my first recording this week um, with another coach that I work with. She's a performance coach and we have this great conversation, not only about entrepreneurship, but about how she approaches food and what it means to her to have food she can trust. So be on to look out for those as they come out we're going to be having them over the course of the over the course of the year and of course join us over on the proofing box because we do lots and lots of interesting things we have good discussions over there and I answer lots of questions and so as always today we are going to do the podcast and today's podcast is on what we call productive negative emotions because this is a question I get asked a lot and then I'm going to be doing office hours I'm going to be talking about nitrites in fish uh, because I just got that question this morning and then I'm going to be talking about Bacteria, (laughs) okay, and pathogens and bacterial growth and that, that good sort of stuff. So, stick around for office hours at the end if you are on the Proofing Box. And if you are not, why are you not on the Proofing Box? It's totally free. Come join us. That's where I mean, I answer a ton of questions and do a lot of thinking out loud over on the Proofing Box. So, come on over to Facebook and join us over there. So, anyway, okay, so with that, I want to dive right on into the podcast and what we are. talking about today is creating the results in our life of productive negative emotion. Okay? Negative emotions can be in our life, they can drive us forward, and the difference between, I mean like truly the short version of this podcast is. You can have productive negative emotion in your life if you understand nothing is going wrong and you choose to not suffer with your negative emotion. Like, I know that sounds really sort of crazy, but you can have negative emotion in your life and you do have negative emotion in your life without suffering, Uh, okay? When we couple negative emotion with... uh, suffering, then we are suffering when we couple negative emotion with merely tolerating it and tolerating is like less painful than suffering. I think we can go forward and create the things in our life that, that we want to create because you know, feelings always create actions and you get to figure out with any feeling that you have, whether it's going to be an action that moves you forward. OK, so let me help you with that. As I always say, thank you for coming in onto the podcast. And when I talk about letting me help you with that, the first place I always start is assets. You know, we're here. We are entrepreneurs. We are people who are thinking about entrepreneurship, who are who are already on their entrepreneurship journey. Wherever it is that you are, the key to success between where you are now and where you want to be is managing your mind. And when I am coaching my clients, whether they're business teams or they're individuals, We always start with the number one asset, and that number one asset is your brain. It's your brain, guys, and your brain is magical, but your brain is mean, (laughs) and there are so many different, I mean, like, there are literally so many different sections of your brain, but for the purposes of our discussion, you have the part of your brain, okay, that helps you live on autopilot, okay and you have the part of your brain that helps you live and create the things in the world that you want your autopilot brain is your hind brain and your your creative driven brain that helps you create the results that you want in your life is your forebrain okay managing those two parts of your brain together is a beautiful way to live your life okay and when you can step into your highest modes of thinking in your prefrontal cortex, we call it, that's the part of your brain, like that's the anatomy, we call it, you get to figure out what results you really want in your life and you can teach yourself to tolerate negative emotion, (laughs) okay? You can actually use this part of your brain, all right, to overcome the stuff that's back here, you know, like your monkey mind and things like that. And that's what we're going to talk about today because that is where the beauty and the growth lies, okay? So the first thing I want you to, I want you to ask yourself is, is what does it look like to have a negative emotion on purpose? Okay, I mean, we don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about that, but we pick negative emotions on purpose all the time in order to get things that we want, all right? And my favorite example of this is for those of you that work over a hot grill barbecuing or um, you're you're in a kitchen and you're working over a hot grill, you have a vision of the food that you are creating and you are tolerating the discomfort of being in that kitchen so that you can create the result that you want. Did you know you could do that with like any emotion? (laughs) Okay. Having a negative emotion does not always necessarily mean that there's gonna be suffering involved, okay? Any of you who have sat through any amount of school whatsoever understand boredom. Okay? Driving long distances can be kind of boring, (laughs) okay? But we tolerate boredom. Boredom's not a particularly, I mean, it's not a very negative emotion, but it's a negative emotion, right? We tolerate frustration. Remember when you were, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I tried to decorate a cake this weekend with my kids, and the level of frustration I'm willing to tolerate so I can get a pretty cake is is I'm always sort of, frankly, impressed with myself. I am willing to tolerate making a thousand rosettes very badly, like my handshake, so my rosettes are never going to be good. But like, I'm willing to tolerate that frustration. You were willing to tolerate frustration in pursuit of a dream. And it didn't, I mean, it was just frustrating. You weren't suffering from it, right? And you've tolerated fear. You've tolerated uncertainty and you've had all of those emotions without a whole lot of drama to get where you are right now. What does it look like to just look back on that now? I will tell you, you can also have all of those emotions and you can have a lot of suffering associated with it. Like, ask my children. We're on a snow day today, okay? And they're bored. Now, we all know boredom is good for kids because it makes them go figure out how to, like, use their own brain, right? Well, (laughs) My kids can either suffer in their boredom, uh, okay, or they can use it productively to go figure out how to do something, in their brain, right? We are all totally like that, all right? So what does it just look like to acknowledge that with integrity and acceptance and compassion that we have negative emotion in our lives and ask ourselves, when we're looking at the results in our life, what do we really want? Now, if you listen to the um, psychoanalysts and, and, and current psychology, um, our brains are wired to avoid pain and move towards pleasure. And this has been true for like all of human history. This is true for every single one of us. All right. Mm -hmm. But avoiding pain all the time doesn't, I mean, that's really what leads to suffering. There's so much suffering where you tell yourself that this pain is horrible, okay? But what does it look like if you embraced whatever that negative emotion is in pursuit of your dreams? And if really what you wanted, you know, we talk about wanting the results that we want in our lives. I wanna make a $75 million total revenue in a year consulting company that is the one-stop shop for all food businesses under $100 million. Okay. That's my goal. Okay. Because I really believe that food businesses under $100 million can change the directory and conversation about rural sustainability. Okay. These are, I mean, in comparison, these are small food companies. They are generally located in areas that need economic development. Okay, they are places where people who don't have a lot in life can go get a job and have a career track. You know, there's just a ton of things that 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 food businesses under $100 million can do, not the least of which is give us food security and national security. I really believe that the United States of America should be making its own food, okay? And I am on a mission to make sure that you guys all have the tools at your disposal to make that happen, okay? And so... When you're avoiding pain and seeking pleasure, the question is, is, is how are you acting? Okay. So you say what you want is this result, And the question is, is okay, what negative emotions are you willing to tolerate to get there? And how are you acting? Are you acting in tolerance of those negative emotions? Okay, I have this big paper that I'm writing this week. And I will tell you, writing the materials and methods section of a paper is not intrinsically interesting. (laughs) Okay, but I'm going to write it because I am committed to the result that this paper is gonna create. Okay. If instead I decide I'm suffering and I really hate doing this and I buy into my own thoughts about how much I hate writing the materials and methods section, I'm gonna really wanna run away from that pain because I'm not choosing the pain. Okay. So when I ask how you're acting, I'm asking you: are you resisting your pain? Or are you choosing it? Okay, because we can just We can just choose it, and we all know this to be true. There are all times in our lives where we've chosen embracing what seems negative, and it turns out to not be so negative at all. If instead we decide to resist all of that, we are going to resist that pain. And what I find most of my clients do is they go do what I call work instead. Work that feels really useful. I'm going to go connect with people on Instagram. I'm going to get on Facebook. I'm going to send that other email. I'm going to go have a smoke break because I really need the nicotine. That seems less useful, but there are people who tell themselves their smoke breaks are really good because it allows them to network and build teamwork outside when they're smoking. Okay, so I have heard, I have heard everything about how you justify running away from the discomfort of the of 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 the work that you are called to do in the world um, with doing all sorts of other things instead <laughs> okay. But folks, that's really not useful at all. It is not building and creating a result, okay? Checking Instagram for the millionth time, not really creating results, even if you really wanna make up the story that you're connecting with customers. Does that connecting with customers really build an asset? And if so, how, okay? I am a big believer in building assets, in building trust and credibility with customers over social media. Guys, I record my podcast on Facebook Live, whether anybody shows up or not, because I know you go back and you watch the videos and you ask me questions about it, right? And I am here week in and week out doing this because I believe in the power of social media to bring the conversation to people where they are, and that's incredibly important. Okay. But I am when I'm having that conversation, that's not me scrolling through my Facebook feed trying to avoid the discomfort of, you know, like listening to my kids argue while I'm trying to work, right? And so when you know and can define what you want, my question for you is is you've defined that, then what do you know to be true? Okay. When you are doing the work, even when you're bored, or you're frustrated, or you're afraid, what is true for you, okay? And how does that truth feel in your body versus when you're checking your email incessantly instead of doing your label submission? What's true for you there? Like, do you feel that resistance? Um, When you look at your actions and decide what's true for yourself, you build evidence for the things that you want. You're either going to build evidence that you really want to resist the pain, or you're going to build evidence that it's really no big deal at all. Okay. When you're doing the work, even when it's boring, you build the evidence that you're going to do what you said you were going to do. When you avoid your work, you're still building evidence. It's just that you're building evidence that the work is really hard and it's full of suffering or you're not really good at it and it's going to take you a really, really long time. Okay. So knowing that the question is, is are you willing to choose productive negative emotion and allow it to be productive? Okay. And you, and, and, and the transition between where you are now and that space where you allow productive negative emotion is truly the choice. Okay. Because you don't have to do anything in your life. You could, as there was like a meme going around Facebook this week, nobody's going to say any, anything to you if you go outside and eat dirt. Right? Nobody. You don't have to pay your taxes. You don't have to pay your mortgage. You don't have to take care of your kids. You don't have to stay faithful to your spouse. There are people who don't do those things and they survive, right? The truth is you choose to do those things. I choose to pay my taxes because I don't wanna go through an audit. I desperately wanna stay out of jail and I believe with taxes I buy civilization, okay? So I choose to pay my taxes. I choose to raise my children. I choose to stay married to my husband. I choose to run my business. And that is the difference. I don't have to raise my kids. I don't have to raise my taxes. Or I don't have to pay my taxes. I don't have to pay my mortgage. I choose to. I am glad I get to give money to my mortgage company to keep a roof over my head. All right? And the freedom all lies within that choice. Okay? This always starts in your mind and it starts by stepping outside of your, of your primitive brain and recognizing with your, with your cognitive brain, with your forebrain here, that you don't have to believe your thoughts. You don't have to believe any of the have tos, needs tos, any of that stuff. You get to stop believing your thoughts. And when you do that, You can choose anew, you can choose all new thoughts, and you can recognize the stuff that you think is gospel truth is not. The FDA is not out to get you, the USDA is not out to get you, Cargill isn't your enemy, okay? All of those things that we think of, that we report as the news, that make us feel negatively, that make us, that, that, that throw us into a negative emotion and then cause suffering. We can choose all of that. Okay. We can choose whether or not we suffer from our negative emotions. When you decide that your thoughts are all optional and you don't have to believe them, you can pick the ones that serve you and you can understand the ones that don't serve you. Okay. Having a thought that creates boredom, like I am gonna write this materials and methods section. I like, I'm bored saying it guys, (laughs) I'm bored saying it, but I'm gonna write it anyway because I believe in the result, right? But it's, I get the space to choose and that's all the difference in the world. And all of my statements that I make around thoughts, around feelings, around actions, around food safety, all of that sort of stuff, these statements are true only if I want them to be. Now, that's a very controversial statement because you know, in our political reality, we have a lot of people making up a lot of facts, all right? There is a difference between thoughts and facts. Facts are things that everybody can agree on. I am wearing a purple sweater is a fact, okay? Now, if there is somebody out there that is red, green, colorblind, they actually may have a different set of facts, <laughs> okay? And so I just, you know, like, just be very careful when you're when you're doing this to understand that reality can be incredibly subjective and in large parts is determined by the neurology of our brains, all right? What somebody hears and what somebody says is entirely dependent around the, the, the neural pathways in somebody's brain. Okay? And where you get to when you start thinking about this is what we call cognitive dissonance. You're like, okay, I'm trying to create results over here, but I have negative emotion over here. And this, like, in in my life, sometimes this literally gives me a headache. When I'm in this space right now of absolute cognitive dissonance, I am making amazing changes out in the world. My business is growing by leaps and bounds and I am so blessed to be able to provide abundantly for my clients, to have the time to come onto a podcast and and provide abundantly for my clients, right? But it turns out that I'm in this sea of cognitive dissonance Because I am not showing up as a woman, wife, and mother in any intentional way. And folks, I got to tell you, I never even thought about it until Monday when when my coach asked me, so how are you showing up as a woman, wife, and mother? And I was like, well, hell, I don't know. (laughs) Right? And so I'm all over in reactive mode on the personal side of my life, whereas I'm all over in the abundance mode on the professional side of my life. That's a lot of cognitive dissonance for one brain to go through. And now that I recognize that, now I can work on aligning them. But there's a lot of uncertainty there and brains hate uncertainty. We are programmed to create certainty in our lives, all right? Your brain is all about knowing, knowing what is going to happen, what the end point is, when the effort gets to stop. But the thing is, when you understand that your thoughts are optional, you pick your thoughts and that is an ongoing process. If you haven't read The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, go read The Infinite Game, because when you're engaged in an infinite game and understanding your own mind is an infinite game, you pick your own thoughts. And then all of a sudden those feelings, those productive negative emotions, you get to pick which productive negative emotions are gonna be there and teach yourself to tolerate them, okay? So I want you to try something on for size. Say to yourselves the sentences, I'm bored, I'm exhausted, I'm irritated, I'm super frustrated. When you say those things, that's literally you creating those feelings in your body. Like, say say I'm frustrated and like really be frustrated. You can create it out of nothing. And there are some things that we do and produce results out of all of those feelings. You know, I was talking with somebody the other day and they were having a problem with their Facebook funnel. And the truth is, is that if you're trying to sell stuff over over social media or get people to follow you over social media, those funnels, it takes about 15 tries to get it right. And each one of those funnels takes between 10 and 15 hours to get the copyright, the pictures right, the, you know, like the back end capture right, all that sort of stuff. 10 to 15 hours, Okay. that frustration that's created when you do that, the frustration that's created when you actually sit down and write your HACCP plan, that frustration produces results, okay? Writing HACCP plans is not nearly as fun as watching Cheer on Netflix. Balancing your budget, not a great hoot either, and can totally be an exercise in frustration but we do it anyway. We tolerate those negative emotions because we've picked them. And we produce results when we do that. Okay. So what does that even mean in real life? It means deciding what result you want and understanding that achieving it is not always going to be fun. So what if you could figure out a result that you can create today? Okay, whether it's finishing up an SOP, doing an observation. uh, For those of you in my power group, doing your corrective actions. What emotions do you think you are going to need to feel to get that result? The positive emotions and the negative emotions. Are all of them going to be positive? Unlikely. Most results usually require negative emotion. And in order for me to do this sort of work in my life, I give myself a deadline for the thing that I don't want to do, okay? And when you give yourself a deadline, all those negative emotions are immediately going to pop up, okay? But the thing is, is when you give yourself a deadline and you say, okay, I'm going to write this SOP, I'm going to write this corrective action, I'm going to figure out the validation for this critical control point, and it's going to take me an hour, you know that within an hour you will have gone through all of those emotions and they will all be done, okay? When I am done writing that materials and methods section of my paper, the eye rolling boredom of materials and methods, it's going to be all over. Now I'm going to be doing other things that have other negative emotions. We never get to get away from the negative emotions. There's never an arrival point where the negative emotions are gone. But giving yourself a deadline is a pretty awesome system because I know how good I'm going to feel after I feel the boredom or the frustration or the panic or whatever. And that's pretty cool, right? Are there things that pull me off course? Yeah, I have a geriatric dog, I have three kids, I have a husband, I have employees, I have a a mom who, you know, like I'm a sandwich generation. Totally there are things that pull me off course, but I'm in the habit of getting myself back on course and feeling the frustration when I'm off course and knowing that nothing is going wrong. So, my friends, go pick a result that you can do today. Choose that result. Guess all of the emotions that you're going to feel in the doing of that thing. Then go do that thing in the time allotted and see if you were right. Figure out which emotions were actually present and which negative emotions you tolerated in order to produce the result that you're thinking of. Okay? And then lather, rinse, repeat. And watch yourself grow. All right, that's what we have for the podcast today. I love you all. Have a week full of awesome. Next week, we are doing uh, our webinar on um, corrective actions and preventative actions. So I'm going to be teaching how to do that. So if you have not already signed up for that webinar, sign up, there's a link at the top of the proofing box. And I will see you on the webinar. It's Wednesday next week, one o'clock Eastern time. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.